Praise the Lord. I was just reading in the paper that, uh, you know, they're looking at um, 2009 has been a, a poor year, you know, for different things, like the financial institution and different things. Uh, things are failing. In the world, things are always going to fail. But when you put your trust in the Lord, things are going to rise a little higher. Oh, hallelujah. We're not putting our faith in this world, in the possessions of this world. It's not our home. Our home is in heaven. Hallelujah. And we're seeking for that day when he comes and takes his children home. Hallelujah. That's going to be a glorious day. The church is living in a glorious time right now because we're living in the time where it's very soon the Lord is going to come back after his children. And I'm t telling you right now, we want to be ready. We want to be more spiritual and just do the things of the Lord and attend church and pay your tithes and witness to others and do what you're supposed to do for the Lord because we have a short time to work. The Bible says, work while it's day, night cometh when no man can work. And we're going to work, do his work. We're going to praise him. We're going to honor him. Let's praise him right now and worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. At this time, can we get the ushers? Everybody say, God bless the offering. In Jesus' name. Bless this holy name. I will. 
sacrifice of praise tonight. So you can get your hands out of your pockets, fingers out of your nose. Get that mind on Jesus for a few minutes here. Come on. I love you, Lord. And I praise you, Jesus. I worship you. I lift up my hands unto you in the name of Jesus. Heavenward. Oh, Lord, God, I bless you and I praise you and I need your holy touch. I need your great and holy and mighty hands. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name that is above every name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to split hairs with you a little bit. Let's praise the Lord. Everybody give a big hand. All right, now let's worship the Lord. Everybody lift your heart with your hands. Thank you, Jesus. We want to worship you, Lord. 
not only come to praise you, but we've come to worship you, Lord. Come to bring ourselves before you in a humble manner, in a worshipful manner, in a sacrificial manner, Lord. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We praise you for the gift of God. We bless the name that's above every name. We want your attention, Lord. Oh, we need the great fresh touch of your hand in our hearts, in our lives. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Jesus. Everybody said praise the Lord. The Bible tells you that though our outward man perish, our inward man is renewed day by day. I'd like to minister for a little while on forever fresh. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Very, very happy to have each and every one here tonight. No better place for you to be than right here worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth and uh, hearing the good exhortation of God's Word, songs of Zion, and worshiping Him. You're in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. Everybody said praise the Lord. As Brother Weekly said, the uh, world is filled with a lot of bad news, a lot of disappointment out there. But you know, one day soon it will swing the other way, and they're going to say peace and safety. Only trouble is going from one extreme to another is not going to help them find the balance. They're going to miss that balance. They're going to overcorrect and overspeculate, and they're going to go from the, the miserableness and the disappointment of, of the economy of this world and life, and they're going to swing all the way the other way and feel like they've got it all together, only to be bitterly disappointed. But the church, the church is fresh. The church is forever fresh. Nothing moldy, nothing stale about the church. There's nothing that is uh, down or disappointing or somehow leaving you in a, in a sad and sorry state. That's not what the church does. You got a problem with that, you better tell yourself it's the devil because he's the one that brings that kind of junk. He doesn't bring anything good at all. He doesn't bring any ha real lasting happiness to anybody's life. As was stated, the pleasure of sin, it's a mirage. It's just something short, and I can't even say that it's really all that sweet, but it's, uh, it's, it's a trick of the enemy. And the Bible teaches us that we can have and take to ourselves the whole armor of God, and that we can then thereby defeat the tricks of the enemy. So we want to we want to work with what's fresh. You start off in this by getting a new birth. That's a fresh birth, a new birth. We are born in this world, and, and we're just here a little bit. We're full of trouble. Like the sparks going upward, the writer said, we're just, our days are filled with trouble. And there's disappointments, as I said, and dissatisfactions and heartaches, sickness, disease, all kinds of situations, death, everything all around us. And yet, you can come to a place to where you can be reborn. You can have a new birth, a fresh birth, a new birth. It's going to do something for you that nobody can do. No doctor can do it. No kind of somebody with a little crystal ball and trying to conjure up something. And no false prophet. Nobody can do this for you except God and His church. God through His church. He's designed that system in the earth. He birthed the church. It is written, he said, Behold, I do a new thing, saith the Lord. 
And when he does a new thing, you know it's good. You know it's righteous. And you know something else, it's lasting. It's not here today and gone tomorrow. It's not going to be something that you get on Sunday night and wake up Monday morning and feel like how miserable I am. What a mistake I made. Oh, no, not with this. This lasts. This stays with you and gives you staying power. This enables you to put one foot in front of another. This enables you to begin to string your spiritual successes together one after another. If you're disappointed, it's only because you followed the wrong spirit. If you're disappointed, it's only because you disappointed yourself. There is a God. His name is Jesus Christ, and He has an experience for each and every one of us. He steps right up and says, I want to make it fresh in your life. Want to get rid of the bitter. Want to get rid of the old. What did James chapter 3 said? It said, yielding the fresh water. We want the fresh water. We don't want the bitter water. We don't want the sour water. Moses took care of that in shadow and type. They came upon the waters after a long journey, and they said the waters are bitter. We can't drink these waters. Alkali all over them. We can't have anything to do with this. Moses said, let me tell you how we take care of that. Cut down a tree and threw it right in there, type of the cross of Christ. You want to know it made those waters sweet. And after your bitterest experience, you can have your sweetest experience if you'll work with God, if you'll work with His presence, if you'll follow His his visitation and His Spirit and His Word. <clears throat> you want to get, first and foremost, of course, you want to get that new birth. That's the, that's the first order of business. You get the new birth. You repent of your sins, and then you get baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ, and it's for the remission of all of your sins. And then God's going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the born-again experience of water and of the Spirit. And you get that experience, and life starts over fresh for you. No matter how bad you've been, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've stooped to, how bad it has gotten. The Bible teaches a woman was brought to Jesus, an individual, and had fallen into adultery, caught in the very act, and brought to Jesus, thrown at his feet, and Moses in the law said, Stoner, what do you say, Master? The Bible teaches that Jesus stooped down. He began to write in the, in the sand. I'm glad that he knows how to stoop down to how low we have gone, to how bad it's been, to how disappointing it's been, to how uh, upset we can get with ourselves and with life and, and everything around us and our lashings out and our, our bitterness and we make bad decisions and we make bad mistakes and we do things sometimes on the spur of the moment. Other things we do with thought and planning, but nonetheless, we find ourselves in a mess and we've done it wrong. But you know, Jesus stooped right on down there. If you can just show him that there's an ounce of sincerity in you, that you want his help, that you mean you want his help. Now let me tell you, the Bible's filled with people that uh, say they want his help. Okay, let's take a, an Old Testament example in the book of Jeremiah, and you will read about a certain individual, group of individuals that were left in the land of Israel after Nebuchadnezzar had come from Babylon. And according to the prophet Jeremiah and the word of the Lord, they had been all carried away to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar. And it was the judgment of the Lord because they were not obedient unto the Lord. And now there's a small little group left there. God allowed them to stay there. 
And he left them there because God had a plan. They were going to be the seed people. God was saying, yes, I'm going to carry you away. For 70 years, you're going to be carried away. And they fought Jeremiah about what he said. They didn't believe the word of the Lord. They were haughty. They were proud. They were lifted up. And they thought they were all that. And God said, well, you're going to find out. You can take my prophet and you can do down the mire. And they put him in the prison. Every time you turn around, they were doing something to Jeremiah. They would take the roll of this parchment of the writings of the word of the Lord. And they would cut them up into, into little pieces and throw them in the fire. And, and figured that would get rid of it all. But it didn't get rid of Nebuchadnezzar. It didn't get rid of the judgment. It came to pass just as the Lord said through the preacher. And now we have this small group left. And God said, I'm leaving you, in other words as a seed group because there's going to be 70 years are going to come and go and I'm going to bring you on back and we're going to see this thing take a, a better turn. We're going to see everybody's heads get lifted up here. Things are going to go better. You're going to see that I will not be angry forever. And so they came to Jeremiah now. They've come to him and they've said, you tell us what to do. If we should stay here in the land and not be afraid of Nebuchadnezzar coming back again after us, then we'll stay. Whatever. You tell us that God says to do, that's what we're going to do, and yada, 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 yada. That's how that went. Just a lot of words. Because in their heart, you hear me? You'll never find safety in the world. You're not going to find comfort in the world. You're not going to find the kind of help you need in the world. You're going to find everything that you have need of in the church. And at your most challenging moment, in the church it's way better than your best moment in the world hear me your most challenging time that time when you feel the enemy coming against you that time when it sounds like every feels like everything is against you that worst moment in the church is way better than the best moment you will ever experience in this world because in this world you will not have hope in this world you will not have his presence in this world you will not have his divine protection and umbrella of it but in the church at your lowest moment he said I'll never leave you I will never forsake you. I'm going to be there with you 24-7, 365 and a quarter. I'm going to be right there with you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And so they, they said yes. Yes, 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 yes. They said lots of words. And they lifted up their voice to Jeremiah and said, go talk to God. Whatever God says, that's what we'll do. But they didn't mean it. We want to have a, a fresh newness in this new year. We want to mean it. We want to mean it. Now I want you to help me to mean it, Lord. I want you to help me to do better in all areas. And I've told you, first and foremost, you start with getting born again. And if you're born again of water and the Spirit, you're baptized in Jesus' name, and you're filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you need to tell God, I want to do better with what you've given to me. I want, I want to have new growth. I want to have fresh growth. I don't want to stay the same uh, height in God all my life. And, and you know, some people, unfortunately, they, uh, they think in terms of what they think are great and mighty things. They, uh, everything is, you know, uh, cast out devils, open the blind eyes, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, many other, and the, and the cancerous, and many other such like things. All of these things I believe in, and I've seen many of these things God do. But uh, you, might, you might fail sometimes to realize 
what God considers really great. You'd be surprised that God looks at people and he would just like you to be faithful. He would love for you to be dependable. He'd love to know that you're going to be there when you're supposed to be there. He'd love to know that you're going to do what you're supposed to do when called upon. And that it's not going to be a big I and a little you situation. It's not going to be a strut uh, like some peacock around there somewhere. Not going to be like that in your heart. But that there's going to be a real faithfulness and a real love of God that's manifest in your heart. That wherever you go and every service you go to, every day you go on your job, that people are going to know that you really are in the church. It's not going to be so much because you're, you know, doing great and mighty things that you think are great and mighty. Have you never read where he said, call unto me, ask of me, and I will answer thee, and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. There are things that God considers great that you haven't even considered at all. God has things that are important. God has things in Look at a woman that came and washed his feet in the days of his earthly ministry. And he said, wherever this gospel's preached, what this woman has done is going to be told. You didn't read where she seemingly did any miraculous thing. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Jesus said, hey, host. He said, since I got here, he said, you didn't, you didn't offer me any water to wash my feet. He said, you didn't offer me any, any common kindnesses as a host should do since I've gotten here. He said, but this woman hasn't failed to show me these courtesies since I've been here. And therefore, her sins, which are many, are going to be forgiven. And wherever this gospel is preached as a witness in all the world, that which she's done is going to be told. Do you know how many people have been used of God for many wonderful things and never once has it ever been told? Never once has it ever been repeated. But what she did was so great and so awesome in God's mind that he has seen to it that that has been repeated. It has become a memorial before God. You better look at God in a little bit different light and get out of that flesh and get out of that carnality and get yourself in the spirit and say, make it a new year for me, Lord. Let me start seeing the real things. Let me start looking on the things of others and not the things of myself. Let me start considering somebody else instead of just considering myself. Let me think about somebody being lifted up instead of myself getting lifted up here. Help me, Lord, to make it a new year. Help me to grow in something. I need some fresh growth. I need some new growth. I need a, a fresh muscle-building course in the Holy Ghost here. I need you to help me to bulk up in the Spirit here, Lord. I need you to help me to get in shape. I want a freshness about me, Lord, a newness about me. I truly want the newness of Spirit, and I want to know that I can experience that each and every day. Everybody said praise the Lord. Give God a big hand. Something to be fresh, you may be seated, means to, to not be encountered before. Isn't that what they said in Mark chapter 2 of Jesus and his teachings? They said, we never heard it on this fashion. They encountered something entirely new. How about it this year? There's going to be a brand new you walking around. It's going to be a fresh, brand new you. It's going to be, what did the writer say? Anoint me with fresh oil. The psalmist said that. Anoint me with fresh oil. Let it be a, a new oil. Let it be something that it glistens and it shines. That I've got the glowing about me. 
that people are going to see a different person on the job, a different person walking up and down the street or the aisles of the grocery store, somebody that I'm answering a little differently. I'm behaving myself a little differently. I'm carrying myself a little differently. I got a new look here, and you don't have to get that at the mall. You can get that new look in that prayer service. You can get that new look coming out of a Holy Ghost service. You can get the look that counts, the fresh look, the fresh attitude coming out of a service that you've got that glow about you, that you are not uh, got a bad temper anymore. You're not short with people and attitudinal with people, but you're showing the Holy Ghost. You're showing a sweet in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Come on now. Give God a big hand. Amen. Let them run into something that they've never encountered before. Let them, let them really see this Holy Ghost. Let them really see the one step in front of another one day after another day that there's a consistency a freshness of consistency about a new consistency in your life these are things for us to to reach for to reach for in new growth and we want the lord to help us here and everybody said amen everybody said praise the lord you know something that has recently been produced is a fresh and a newness something that's recently been produced you have read no doubt in John chapter 15 how that Jesus spoke about being connected to him in such a way that in abiding in him you're not just in and out you know in one service and missed three gave my tithe once and missed six paychecks Ooh, hello did I say that? oh I did say that yes I did say that see I've practiced tithing since I've been in the church and I still practice tithing and it works you don't have to go find a get-rich-quick scheme you don't have to go try to uh, find the, the gold of Ophir, wherever Ophir was at. Oh, if we could just find that, boy, we'd be rich. You, know? uh, uh, you don't have to seek after these things. All you need to do is realize that God has a plan and be faithful to God's plan, whether you're whether like the little woman or somebody that comes and gives out of their abundance or the w little woman that came and gave the smallest little amount of money, yet it represented everything she had because her heart said uh, in faith, Jesus is going to take care of this. He's going to work this out. You do what God teaches, and it's all going to work out. He can give you a recent, a recent production. Many years ago, I'll say many, I'll say, actually I'll say probably eight years ago, Senior Sitzfeld and I only tell this for the glory of God and for your faith. Senior Sitzfeld and I uh, had helped a family that had fallen on hard times in the church, and they weren't even actually members here and they uh, they went their way and and uh, they went on with life and they they uh, we never really heard from them and that was fine they were in a different place and we didn't expect to hear from them um, that might also bring me to the point if I hope I won't lose my point but I might want to tell you right now if you're friends with some people you might want to unfriend some people huh might want to rec recognize that everybody that's on everybody's apostolic isn't you know sometimes people leave the preacher and go off talking and run their mouths and are filled with vile and hatred but they get on a computer and suddenly they're your friend you might want to think about that okay you might want to remember that thing called ethics that there are guidelines and there is professionalism all right 
Well, you know, that just came out of left field, but hey, I can handle left field, and right field might come after a while. Give God a big hand. Amen. You might want to get a little backbone. You might want to stand with your church. You might want to stand with your leadership. You might want to stand with God and truth and reality. Get a fresh shot of that. Let it go course through your veins. Give me a fresh shot of loyalty, faithfulness, godliness, righteousness. Give me a fresh shot of that, God. Amen and amen and amen. Everybody said hallelujah. So Jesus taught, and he said, you know, you abide in me. You're here. You, you put your, your roots down. and You're connected to me. He said, then there's going to be some fruit. There's going to be some fruit. There's going to be something in your life that can be recently produced. Fresh fruit. Wouldn't that be nice? Don't think you got it all. All right? The Lord can just amaze you. The Lord can visit you. You can struggle with some things, having the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. Hate to inform you of that, but you can. That old flesh can rise up, or maybe you never did get it boiled out of your system to begin with. But the point is that there can be a fresh production, a new production in your life, that the grace of God can visit you at any given time and open your understanding and give you a clarity of heart that I don't need to be involved with that anymore. I don't need to look at anything like that anymore. I don't need in any way, shape, or form to be a part of that anymore. And God can give you the grace. God can put that new fruit in your life and help you to overcome things that you hitherto have struggled with tripped over. You hear me? Let the Holy Ghost do something fresh and new in your life and then you can have a recent harvest. You might harvest something into your life. You might have something that God puts there that is so beautiful and so new and you'll be so happy about. Look what the Lord did for me just recently. Well, I was going to tell you about that miracle. So, this uh, years have gone by. Not a word, not anything. I didn't expect to hear anything. I wasn't looking to hear anything. I wasn't trying to communicate anything. But, uh, you know, Christmas comes, and sometimes people send cards. I always like the ones that it's, it's, I'm going to get everybody convicted now, nearabouts. But I love the ones that are, you know, printed by the printer, and that's it. It goes in the th envelope and gets sent. Not love you brother and sister so and so or you know nothing personal so I'd give you a little message there okay I told my wife this year I said uh, she said I have a whole bunch of Christmas cards to send out I said honey I'll help you and I turned around and got sick couldn't help her at all she said that's a long way to go to get out of Christmas cards honey <laughs> well hallelujah I was rooting for her <laughs> urging her on but uh <laughs> I, uh, I got a Christmas card in the mail. I, I obviously went to the post office, and when I saw the, the return address, I was like, oh, no. What am I getting this for? No way. I took it home, and I said, here, you asked for Christmas cards. Nobody sends Christmas cards anymore. I said, here, you got one. Look at that one. She opened the Christmas card, and it had $15,000 in it. 
Give God a big hand. A little note said, we never forgot your kindness in our hard times. We never forgot what you did for us and what you put out for us. And the Lord has blessed us, and we want to give it back. Give God another big hand. You know, through this last year, as Brother Weekly has said, these uh, economic times have made their presence known for most everybody. I've heard a lot of churches say that, that they have experienced a lot of tough times across the nation. And I've been blessed to be able to tell people that, that our God has taken care of everything. He's just seen us through, and we, we work with Him. You know, when they came out of Egypt, it wasn't as straight as a crow flies to get to the promised land. And... God leads us in different ways, and he has reasons for why he does what he does. And, of course, if anything is out of people's normal expectations, then the first news you know is there's doubt, and, and they have a lot of things to say uh, all over the place. But, you know, you just trust God, and you get comfortable with what God's doing. And you'll find out that when he's ready, then he's ready, and everything will go where it needs to go, the way it needs to go, and maybe even the way you think it needs to go. <laughs> And that's where it comes from, right? We think too much. But um, nonetheless, uh, I won't say that there haven't been some moments of being stretched. I won't say that there haven't been some moments where I feel like some people have had a little lack of faith. Maybe people listened to the wrong people and got a little lack of faith. I like people that just push their sleeves up and say, do your worst, devil. I'm going to do it for God no matter what you say and how you make it look. I'm just going to hang in there, and God's going to take care of business. If I have to go through a tough time, I'll go through a tough time. But I'm going. To, my God's going to see me through in his own good time. In his own good time. Amen. And amen and amen and amen. And God's never late. And God's always on time. And God knows the best time. You guys want to go? Well, we're not going. We're going to stay a few more days. We're going to stay a few more days? Yeah. But he's, he's, he's sick. He's going to die. Don't worry about it. Going to take care of it all. Hang out here a few more days, and then you're going to see what's going to happen. Here comes little Miss Flapmouth right out of the house. My brother, my brother, my brother, he would have died. If you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, don't worry about it. He's going to live. I know he's going to live in the resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection woman. And you're about to find out a lot sooner than later if you'll just work with my timing, my plan. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You might get a recent harvest. You might reap something that you weren't expected to reap. It wasn't never entered your mind. You can be seated. I never expected to get that check from that individual. I expected God to send me a check. Oh, yeah. But he sent it from there, from that source. And I've had him send some others at different sources. And I'm going to tell you what. God knows what to do. He's got hidden treasures in secret places. And I hope that you will learn the secrets that belong to the Lord our God, that he wants you to have those secrets. I want you to learn those secrets. I want you to learn. Uh, one brother said many, many years ago, he said, you cannot outgive God. He said, God's got the bigger shovel. And I'm going to tell you what, another dear sister said that God knows how to run his business. And we're still telling those things today. Still repeating those truisms, those, those gold nuggets. We're still putting them out there. 
We get fresh ones and we get new ones. But let me tell you, that gold that God's given us already, it's still mighty fine. Amen and amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. What God gives to us is not stale. It is not spoiled. It is not rotten. It's fresh. It's fresh. And He can make it fresh to you as the morning dew and as the sun coming up. He can just make it so great for you. Hear me when I tell you. You're not going to find anything old about getting healed when you need the healing. <laughs> when you wake up and you feel your glory, as Job said, is fresh in you. You just feel that strength. You feel that unction. You feel that anointing. You feel like you could whip a whole bunch of Goliaths. You're just feeling so good in the Holy Ghost. And that happened time and time again at the right time. And it doesn't get old. It doesn't get stale. It's fresh every time. It's fresh every time. It's new every time. It's invigorating every time. It's uplifting every time. Amen. I want you to, to feel the brightness and I want you to feel the clarity that comes when your understanding is open. You fight off the enemy. You fight off the darkness. And that clarity comes. That brightness comes. What did John the, the revelator said? He said uh, he described him as being bright. There was such a brightness there. And the, the brightness of the truth brightness of the message, the brightness of a service that can just move away everything that's trying to cloud the issue for you, trying to disturb your thinking and trying to trip you up, you know. You just hang right in there in the Holy Ghost. You bring yourself out to the house of the Lord and you believe God and you're going to see a brightness. You're going to see a clarity. You're going to experience so many fresh, new and uplifting things, and there will come a day when you're going to experience a new heaven and a new earth. You talking about fresh. Woo, you talking about it, man. Every flower is going to bloom. The water is going to be fresh and not going to be any bacteria in that. Oh, you're not going to have to boil that water. No way, no way, no way. You're not going to have to do that. My God's got the best system, let me tell you. He's going to make everything just right. It's going to be so bright, you're not going to see that. You're not going to have to have that sun 93 million miles away because Jesus is going to be the light of that place. Amen. Come on now. It's going to be bright. going to be fresh. going to be new. New heaven. New earth. Not going to be any sorrow. Not going to be any pain. You're going to hear something new. Not going to be any devil. That's going to be new, isn't it? Not going to be any bad feelings. Not going to be any arthritis. Oh, Arthur ain't going there. You hear me? I love it. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. It's going to be bright. And it's going to be glorious. You keep on keeping on. In Jesus' name, make this a brand new, fresh year for me, Lord. Make it a freshness of this year to touch my heart. Give me that kind of experience. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. And let's love him together. Come on, let's love him. Lifting your heart with your hands. Worship him and love him. Oh, yes, my Lord. Oh, yes, my Lord. Yeah. Come on now. With my whole heart, 
Come on now. I'm going to love you. Yeah, Lord. With my whole life, I live it for you. Take my heart, every secret part, wholehearted. Oh. I'm in love with you. Give me fresh effort, Lord. Help me to put forth a fresh effort. A new effort. you're here and you really need prayer I don't want everybody to come but if you know that you need prayer tonight I want you to make your way to the front men over here and the women over here we continue to sing and worship the Lord and the rest are worshiping thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus holy God holy God okay.